Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We've been working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 1000, and we're looking at Mark chapter 15, verses 1 through 15. Before we start into Mark, just a, a couple of comments since this is a 1000th episode. The purpose of this podcast is to study the Bible, spend some time in the Word of God, not just so we can be knowledgeable, but for transformation. We're transformed, Paul says in Romans 12, by the renewing of our mind. And that comes through encountering the Word of God. So that's why we do this podcast. Try to keep it brief, uh, 10 to 12 minutes a day, and that's enough time for if you're driving to work or, or whatever. The podcast is on a variety of platforms. I put it on a service called Buzzsprout, and that is what produces the podcast. And a variety of podcast services pick it up, and so you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or you can go directly to a WordPress website, pastorcliffsnotes.com, and, and do it that way. I think the simplest way is to use one of the podcast apps to follow along. But if you want to look up something from the archive, you want to look up, say you're doing a Bible study and you say, what did Cliff say about 1 John chapter 2, verse 3? You can go to pastorcliffsnotes.com, the menu, then archive, go to that particular New Testament book, and then that'll list all the podcasts for that particular book. So if you ever want to go back and listen to something from something that's already happened, that's available that way. Right now we're in the Gospel of Mark. We'll finish that up in about six or seven more episodes. Then my intentions are to go through First and Second Peter, then the Gospel of Luke, then James, then Jude, then Revelation. And should finish up then probably about January of 2025, so about a year from now. And then we'll have completed the entire New Testament. So just by doing a little bit each day, you can actually go through the entire New Testament. And I always appreciate any feedback from anybody who has any comments or suggestions about how to do this. Let's dive into our passage, Mark 15, verses 1 through 15. As soon as it was morning, having held a meeting with the elders, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priests tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again, Aren't you going to answer? Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer. So Pilate was amazed. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas, who was in the prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them again, Then what do you want me to 
do with the one you call the king of the Jews? And again they shouted, Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them, and after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark's providing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. Jesus is in Jerusalem this final week. Now we're in actually the final day of Jesus' life. They'd gathered Thursday night for the Passover meal, the Last Supper. Went to the Mount of Olives for a time of prayer. And that's where Jesus was arrested, taken to the high priest. The high priest asked, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And they said, that's enough to condemn him to death. Then we saw Peter's denial of Jesus. So Mark 15, verse 1, as soon as it was morning, some translations say very early in the morning. So they've been having their proceedings within the Sanhedrin, or at least parts of it, during the night. Jesus was arrested, who knows when, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning and then taken to Annas, the former high priest, then taken to Caiaphas, the current high priest, then eventually the whole Sanhedrin, or at least a good portion of them, got together and decided he needed to die. And so as soon as they can, as soon as it's appropriate to take Jesus to the governor, they do. So as soon as it was the morning, having held a meeting with the elders, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priest tied Jesus up led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So this is Friday, Good Friday. So they take him to Pilate, Pontius Pilate. He's the Roman governor, the prefect of Judea. He's the fifth Roman governor of Judea. After Herod the Great died in 4 BC, his son Herod Archelaus was the ethnarch, the ruler of an ethnic group from 4 B.C. to 6 A.D., and then there was a series of Roman governors, and Pontius Pilate is the fifth one. He ruled from about 26 to 36 A.D., so a fairly long time, 10 years. There's not a lot known about him, about his early life, how he came about being the governor of Judea, and what happened to him after he was recalled to Rome. Some historians say he was fairly cruel and had a very little sensitivity for the Jewish customs, and so was often at odds with the Jewish people. Now, the Roman governor actually appointed the Jewish high priest, and Pilate's predecessor, guy Valerius Gratus, was the one who actually appointed Caiaphas as high priest in the year 18. And then when Pilate took over as governor. He kept Caiaphas as high priest for his entire 10-year tenure as governor. Then Caiaphas was removed as high priest right after Pilate was recalled to Rome. So apparently Pilate was satisfied with Caiaphas as the high priest. So here we have the Jewish authorities handing Jesus over to Pilate. Verse 2, so Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Now, the Sanhedrin wanted to execute him for claiming to be the son of God. 
The high priest said, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. They said, that, Then we got to kill you. That is worthy of death. That's blasphemy. Now they go to Pilate and say, This guy says he's the Son of God. Pilate's going to say, I don't care. By saying he claims to be king of the Jews, that makes it more of a political thing. He's challenging the rule of Rome. So this is more of a challenge of treason against Rome. Although, theologically, the Messiah is the king of the Jews. Pilate asked, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, you say so. Now, is he saying yes? Well, he says you say so. That's somewhat ambiguous. He didn't say no, but he didn't exactly say yes. Had he said yes, then it would have been, okay, end of the trial. Guilty. But by this answer being somewhat ambiguous there, he then hears witnesses and the, the Jewish officials come and provide some testimony. Verse 3, and the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again, aren't you going to answer? Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer, and so Pilate was amazed. There's a whole lot here that Mark does not include. Some of the other Gospels include some of the things they're accusing him of. saying that He says they should pay taxes. And we're also told in other Gospels that Pilate then sent him to go see Herod. But Mark's just given us the bottom line here. He appears before Pilate, the Roman governor, who had some basic questions, and Jesus remained silent. So it says Pilate was amazed. Pilate recognized that Jesus is an unusual person. Verse 6, at the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas who was in the prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them, as was his custom. Now, normally for a trial like this with Jesus, you wouldn't have a crowd. So why is there a crowd? Two possibilities. Maybe they're somewhat combined. One is because there was this thing that Pilate would do to release a prisoner. They wanted Barabbas to be released because he's probably something of a hero. Because the people don't like the Roman government. The people don't like being under the thumb of Rome. And so if he was part of a rebellion, he's probably something of a hero figure. And they would like him released. So is this crowd there specifically to ask Pilate to release Barabbas? Or is this a crowd that was whipped up by the chief priests? Verse 9, Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them again, Then what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So the crowd's shouting, crucify him. Crowds are easily whipped up. Now some notice the difference between the crowd here, shouting, crucify him, and the crowd on Sunday, celebrating Jesus coming into town with the triumphal entry. They're likely really two different crowds. The crowd on Sunday was mostly, probably, pilgrims coming from 
other areas of Judea and coming from Galilee for the festival. And so many of them had been traveling with Jesus for some time and were getting very excited about Jesus, watching the miracles, hearing the teaching, and grabbing onto the concept, maybe this really is the Messiah. This crowd is likely people from Jerusalem. They're ones familiar with Barabbas and what's been going on. And these are people who are more easily influenced by the chief priests. So it's probably two different crowds, but then also there is the issue of crowds are easily whipped up into a frenzy. And so the crowd is calling, crucify him. Verse 15, wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. So Pilate orders Jesus to be executed. He knows he's innocent, but he also doesn't want to riot. And Pilate was known to deal heavy-handed with groups at times. He probably saw where things could easily get out of hand with this. If he gets a full-blown riot with the crowd in Jerusalem the way it is, he could end up with really something that's going to cause him trouble. In fact, the whole reason he gets recalled to Rome in 36 AD was because he reacted a little heavy-handed to an uprising of a Samaritan group. And so he was recalled to Rome to answer for what he did. So Pilate orders Jesus executed, but first he orders him to be flogged. Now, this is not the same as the whipping that you would receive in a synagogue, the 40 lashes minus one. That would just be with a, a whip or a cane or something that they would whip you in the synagogue. This was incredibly brutal, the scourging, the flogging that the Romans did. There wasn't a count to it like in the synagogue. It's limited to 40, so we'd better only do 39 in case we miscount. There was no limit to this. And it was, it was basically a whip with multi-ends on it. And on the uh, leather pieces would be pieces of bone or even pieces of metal that were meant to tear the flesh off. And it was not unusual for somebody to die during the flogging. Now, flogging could be its own punishment. Or in this case, it's just the prerequisite to being crucified. So Jesus is flogged, in which case he is incredibly severely beaten. This is all part of the plan. Jesus had been saying he was going to go to Jerusalem and then be abused by the religious leaders and then be turned over to the Gentiles to be flogged and crucified. And that's exactly what's happening. God's plan is being carried out, even carried out by sinners. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.